like you Lord in all the earth you are beautiful beyond description you are the almighty God thank you for safety thank you for provision thank you for testimonies thank you because when our backs were against the wall you gave us a brand new start thank you for always looking out for us thank you for holding us by the hand thank you for January thank you for February thank you for March we celebrate you O oh God be thou exalted, O oh God. Accept our thanks, O oh God. Now the one who forgives like no other. Now the one who never gives up on your own. Thank you, Lord. Father, Lord, we ask that in today's service, let your name be glorified. Do what only you can do. Father, Lord, we pray. And let this be our best service yet. As we go to your word, please speak to us, O oh God. Propel us into that place you want us to be. 
And Lord, at the end, we promise you that we'll be very careful to return all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise back to you, O God. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Yes, please take a seat. Welcome to the month of March. Um, our theme for this month is marching forward. And today I'm going to lay a very quick foundation on top of my head. I'm thinking because this is March, I'll just preach only twice this month. Today I'm going to just lay a foundation and we'll take it from there. My text is taken from 2 Kings chapter 6 from verses 1 to 7. 2 Kings chapter 6 from verses 1 to 7. I got a feedback last week. I made a comment, a political comment. Um... I would like to say that whether or not the candidate you are supporting won, uh, you are all the, we are all winners. And um, by the special grace of God, Nigeria will be great again. Yeah. But within the little office that I am, and um, with some added with some privileged informations that I have. I just want to let you know that I believe very strongly that the only Messiah that will come or that had to come has come. There's no Messiah in any man, not even among the three or four frontliners in the election. We just pray that whoever or the, whoever God has ordained to occupy that seat, that the Lord will endow same with wisdom and um, true love for our nation, Nigeria. But having said that, I think I'm happy with the status quo right now. <laughs> Amen. Second Kings chapter 6, 1 to 7. So I apologize if by virtue of my comment last week um, you felt offended. Apology accepted? Huh? All right. Second Kings chapter 6 from verses 1 to 7. Let's read together one to go. And the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, See now, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Please, let us go to the Jordan and let every man take a beam from there. And let us make there a place where we may dwell. So he answered, Go. Then one said, Please consent to go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them. And when they came to Jordan, they cut down trees. But as one was cutting down a tree, 
the iron axe head fell into the water, and he cried out and said, Alas, mastered, for he was borrowed. So the man of God said, Where did he fall? And he showed him the place. So he cut off a stick and threw it in there, and he made the iron float. Therefore he said, Pick it up for yourself. So he reached out his hand and took it. My goal here this morning is to show you how not to walk in your wisdom or strength, but in the wisdom and leading of the Lord in everything you do. And I'll start by saying that it is normal to want enlargement. It's equally normal to want a bigger house, another car, or a better car. Um, it's normal to want to accomplish your vision. Um, it's normal, generally, to want to accomplish success in life. In Genesis, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, Genesis 1, 26, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them have. So, let them have. You are made to have. You are made to have. I want you to know that the propensity to have or your propensity, your drive to want to have is from God. So it is legitimate to want to have, if you permit me by saying, by saying that. So, back to our text. So they said, the place they, they are, we are dwelling is too small, let us move. I want you to know that the evidence of life is growth. The evidence of life is growth. Anything that doesn't grow is not of God. Anything that, does, that doesn't grow is not of God. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 18. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 18. The Bible says, and I quote, that the path of the just, the path of the righteous, some translations will say, is like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that this will be the least you would ever be. Amen. So, God has designed you in such a way that you have to keep on moving. You have to keep moving. That's why some people have bed sores. If you see people who, have been, who are sick and bedridden, maybe for days, they have bed sores if you lift them up. You know the reason is because our bodies are designed to keep moving. That's how God designed us. So, God created time and stepped out of time. God created time 
and stepped out of time. You know why? Because time was given to us to measure ourselves. Time was given to us to measure ourselves. Thank God for good luxuries. Thank God for innovations. I have a particular wristwatch. If I don't wear it for 48 hours, it stops working. But the moment I put it on my wrist, it starts working again. So time was put in place so that we can measure ourselves. Job chapter 8 and verse 7. Job chapter 8 and verse 7. Job chapter 8, verse 7. The Bible says, Though your beginning was small, yet your latter hand will increase abundantly. I thought someone would say an amen. amen. And if you look at Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 10, Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 10, Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 10, you, this is just how I want to preach today. I, don't, I can't shout. It's just... Um, two days to my birthday, so I'm reflecting. You get it? So let's, let's just enjoy breakfast this way. Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 10. The Bible says, let's read together one, two, go. For who has despised the day of small things? Question mark. There's a question there. For these seven rejoice to see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. They are the eyes of the Lord, which scan to and fro throughout the whole earth. God does not start big. He starts well and keep increasing. Did somebody get that? God does not start big. He starts well and keep increasing. Maybe I should just say this to just crack us up. No. At the time, there was a time when we were much younger. And I used to have a friend, Dennis by name. Every time you see him eating, you see him eating bread and beans. Bread and beans. Bread and beans. We too had the time when we had bread and beans to Anakara very well. That's why maybe recent I don't like bread. It reminds me of days I don't want to remember. <laughs> Do you get it? So then if you ask Dennis, what's your favorite food? He will say bread. So that day I just wonder, I just wonder, how can bread be your favorite food? You are just suffering from poverty societies. That we'll have this conversation again. Hopefully, in the coming years. So there was a particular time recently we were together. And I remembered, and I asked him, what's your favorite food? He said, rice and plantain. I said, but you used to say you like bread. And he said, oh, no, my dear. Oh, no, my dear. <laughs> I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Your best days are not behind you. Amen. Your best days are ahead of you. Amen. 
in the name of Jesus. So, growth is part of God's design for man. Um, if God is not involved, oh, sorry, if God is involved, let's start from there. What you see is growth. If God is involved, what you see is growth. I want you to notice that these guys we read about in our text, number one thing about them, they are serious people. Because the Bible referred to them as the sons of the prophets. These guys left all. They left everything. Maybe they had degrees. They left it to serve Elisha, the prophet. Number three, these are people that had a relationship with God. And for you to accomplish the mission God has given to you, he expects you to grow. He expects you to grow. Like I jokingly say here all the time when I have the opportunity to. There was a time in Treasure Field when I owed the mic to preach. You just see like 65% of the church will go outside. When they hear in conclusion, they come back in. I stumbled on one of my sermon notes and I thought to, and I told myself, so I'm the one who preached this nonsense. And people still sat down to listen. That is growth, actually. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that you will be commensurate with the weight God wants to drop on you. Amen. So, if you notice again, apart from being serious, they started something for God. Sometimes, one of the things that pushes you or that pushes people, that pushes people out, that pushes people to succeed, is inconvenience. For example, one of the very notable testimonies in my life, all to the glory of God, I used to live in a house. A three-bedroom house. And one afternoon, I sat down. My rent expires end of September. So sometime in March, the landlord sent me a letter. I would like to... effect some changes that when it concludes, it will let, let me know. So he played a very legal, smart game. Because if he increases the rent, at least he's on record that he has given you six months, he has notified you six months before. And for the sake of this conversation, this is a family meeting. I was paying 3.5 million per annum. At that point, I was not even, I was looking for where to even get 3.5 million. Because then, if my rent expires in September, by June, July, my arts will start pounding fast. If I don't have the money, 
for the rent readily available. So he gave me the notice. At the time, I didn't even have money for, to renew the rent. June came. July came. I was so much under pressure. In fact, I had concluded at some point that maybe I'll just put some of my clothes in my boots, look for a good place to just store my things first until I can see front. And he sent a letter that he has increased the rent from 3.5 to 7 million. Service charge from 1.5 to 3 million. Diesel deposits, 500K to 1 million. Ha! 11 me. 11 me. Hey! So I called him. And I said to him, I asked him a question. I said, sir, let's say, for example, I'm working in MTN. What magic do you think I can do, sir? I just need your advice. Very arrogant man. What magic do you think I'll do that will make them increase my salary? Let's say I'm earning 1.5 million monthly. Now make them increase my salary to like 3 million or 3.5. He got the message and he said, listen, I built my house. You were not there when I built my house. If you cannot pay, get out. So I went on Instagram. So I think I was on Instagram. I just saw a realtor, one house like that. Lucky Gardens. <laughs> two bedroom he said you pay 16 million naira deposits up to 35 million before you move in <laughs> four bedroom maisonette you pay I think 29 million naira deposits you pay up to 56 million and you move in you know, me, I like big things. So I went for the four bed, no money. But something happened. Something happened. To cut the long story short, I was able to buy the place within the time frame. I was told to move out. That I was supposed to move out. It wasn't in my plan. My plan was that I wanted to own a house in a particular place in Lagos before I clocked 30. And I, couldn't, I didn't meet up with it. And I moved on, living my life. Pressure, inconvenience, Sometimes push people out to where God wants them to be. That's just what I'm trying to say to you this morning. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that your confusion, 
will soon be turned into testimonies. In the name of Jesus. So if you look at pregnant people, if you look at pregnant people, a baby never comes out until the womb becomes uncomfortable for the baby. That's when the baby, the mother doesn't determine when the baby comes out. The baby determines when it will come out. When the place gets very uncomfortable, baby starts throwing some, knocking the door. That's when you now hear that the baby is kicking. I pray for you in the name of Jesus again that after this message you are coming out and you are entering into something big in the name of Jesus. So Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13. Philippians 2 and verse 13. Philippians 2 13. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. So if you call me now and say, PJ, I'm on my way to your house. And I know you've never been to my house before. The next intelligent question for me to ask is, where are you? Because I need to know where you are in order to be able to direct you properly. So you don't go to the wrong place. The same thing with God. You need to let him know where you are so that he can direct you. The mistake we make, we often make as children of God is that we think Stupid thinking. We think the time we prayed about it or about a situation is when God became aware of it. That's not true. No. When you prayed about it, it's when you gave God the authority to step in. When you prayed about a particular situation, that's when you gave God the authority to step in. And the moment that thing happened, even before it happened, God knew about it. Nothing catches God by surprise. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. You will know where you are. You will understand what to do in the name of Jesus. You will not be confused in the mighty name of Jesus. So the prayer we just prayed now can it may sound it may sound like what 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 you what it may not sound like what you want to hear. But you know the moment a madman realizes comes to his senses and says, ah, how did I get here? That day becomes, it becomes something changes about him. Pa- 
Such benevolences gives room to boasting. I was this, 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 and that, whatever, whatever. I pray for you in the name of God that your testimony will not be in the past. In the mighty name of Jesus. Matthew 21, 29 to 31. Matthew 21, 29 to 31. How many of you are enjoying breakfast? That's how they brought it this morning. Matthew 21. Okay. And he answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he regretted it and went. Then he came to the second and said, likewise. No, let's start from 28. Sorry. There's something I wanted. But what do you think? A man had two sons. And he came to the first and said, son, go, walk today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he regretted it and went. 29. Then he came to the second and said, likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. But later changed his mind. He did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said to him, the first, Jesus said to them, as shortly I say to you, that I say to you that tax collectors and allots enter the kingdom of God before you. Who did the will of the Father? The one that said, I will go, sir, and later changed his mind. That's the one that did the will of his Father. Not the one that blatantly looked at, looked at his Father in the eyes and said, I'm not going, then later changed his mind. And went. One of the things that should scare you the most, or that should drive or scare you the most as a believer, is that if all your life you served God, and towards the end of your life you made a mistake, the Bible says every good work could be forgotten. But if all your life you were wicked. And towards the end of your life, just like the arm robber on the cross, you changed. The Bible says all your wicked works will be forgotten, will be cancelled, and turned to good. God will not say that he has worked for me for 30 years, so he can misbehave for one year. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that every single thing you have done, the Lord will remember it for good in the mighty name of Jesus. So let's break down the text. 2 Kings 6 verse 2. Let's start from there. 2 Kings 6 verse 2. We are entering the cocoa of the matter now. He says, please let us go to Jordan and let every man take a beam from there, and let us make a place where we may dwell, he answered. Number one thing to know, it is dangerous to insist on a thing in the place of prayer. It is very dangerous to insist on a thing in the place of prayer. It is very important to hear from God first. A lot of us insist in the place of prayer, what God doesn't want 
for us. Listen. You'll be so shocked to hear what I'm about to say next from me. Both the people fighting, protesting results, and the people and the place the batting fell is all the permissive will of God. That's not the perfect will of God for Nigeria yet. And both the pastors vibrating. Everybody is just acting movie. There are a lot of good things that are not God thing. There are a lot of good things that are not God thing. How do you know that something is of God? How do you know? How you know is that the peace of God that you, are, you can't even explain envelopes you after you have either prayed about it or taking a decision to that effect. After praying about it, if you feel it, if you don't feel it, you keep forcing it in a place of prayer. You keep walking towards it. I hope you know that after God is man, they say you have made him a little lower than the Elohim. So in other words, you can determine that you will do something against God and it will happen. <laughs> you know, I've said many dangerous things. Yeah, I was watching the legal service and that Gio said something. And I was so happy that he said it. I know sometime last year I was preaching. I can't remember the sermon. And I said that the pastor of your church in the spiritual is the angel of the church. You remember? Can anyone remember? And I know he made reference to it on Friday night. But today I said everybody was just looking at me. Where is this one coming from? So the fact that things are successful, you are moving forward in it, does not mean God is involved. In wanting to move forward, Please be very careful. You will never know that you have embraced the wrong thing until the right thing comes. A lot of people are self-made. That's why when some people are in trouble, they can't even run back to God and say to him, God, you are the one who asked me to do it. Oh. You are the one who asked me to do it. Oh. A lot of people always ask me questions that anytime, treasure, you are not even always bothered. And I said, and I always answer that ha, I know if I die today, this church will not close. It's not, I'm not swearing for myself. I'm not saying, the, it's, it won't close. This is God's movement. If I decide to now behave like someone who have colosis, this church will still not close. We may lose a few members. 
But the movement will not shut down. If the church won't close, if the pastor is misbehaving, why will the church close? Because you are misbehaving. <laughs> Thank God I, I solved myself first before I solved you. <laughs> hey. I'm not saying you should die to your initiative. But always remember that you have the finger of God upon your life. There are a lot of things others are doing that God will not have you do because he has a calling upon your life. He has interest. He has a stake upon your life. The, those people said in verse 2, 2 Kings 6, verse 2, I want to go. And the prophet said to them, you can go. Proverbs 21, 31 says, safety is of the Lord, but you have to prepare. Because a horse, the concluding part of the Proverbs 21, 31 says, a horse is prepared for the day of battle. There are lots of things you mess up just because you think you are wise in your own eyes. There are a lot of things, sorry, there are a lot of things we mess up just because we think we are wise in our own eyes. Many people are in relationships. Many people are in cities. Many people are even in jobs that God has not planned for them. So what is that thing? God is struggling with you about. What is that thing that you are insisting that you must have? Some things are good things, but they are not God things. Exodus 33, 15 to 16. And he said, if your presence will not go with us, we would rather not go. There are a lot of people that cannot say God is with me on this matter. God factor or the God factor is what would distinguish us from the others. The God factor. I've run into many financial problems many times to be honest. And one thing kept, has always kept me. The fact that I know I cannot be stranded under God. I'm being honest with you. In fact, when I don't even have money, that's when I, I cack the most. What are you saying? These are things that I've seen it. I know what it means to be on ground zero. I've seen it. I've experienced it. So I'm not telling you something I read in a book. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that the last mistake you made is the last mistake you will ever make. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
John 21 and verse 3. John 21 and verse 3. John 21 and verse 3. The Bible says, Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we are going with you also. They went out and immediately got into the boat. And that night, they caught nothing. Be careful what you insist that you will do. Be, be careful when you insist that you do something in the place of prayer. When you insist too much, God will tell you, you can go ahead. It's how amazing how God told Balaam to go in the Bible. I'm, I mean, I'm sure many of us have heard that story before. And yet, he didn't like it. He told him to go. But he was laughing at you. He said, you can go. And he didn't like it. Here's the balance. This is what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying don't be innovative. But when God has said, don't do this. Don't think your case is different. It is not a local exam. It's a general exam. I pray for you, you will not be found wanting. In the name of Jesus. As I begin to wrap up, there's a church in the book of Revelation. There's a church in the book of Revelation that Jesus Christ appeared to. He told them, you think you are rich? You are poor. <laughs> People, when they are rich in this world, they think that's how rich they are in the, eyes, in the sight of God. Not knowing they are actually wretched before God. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that anything God will give you that will make you lose your salvation, you will not have it. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So when they fished all night, John 21 verse 5, John 21 verse 5, Jesus appeared. Jesus appeared to them. Remember, they went fishing without Jesus. They went outside of God's will. Don't forget, he said you will make them fishers of what? Men. They went based on circumstances. And Jesus told them, children, have you caught any fish? Do you have any food? They said, no, we, we have toyed all night and caught nothing. And he said, cast your net to the right hand side. Cast your net to the right hand side. John 21 verse 7. The Bible recorded that they weren't able to pull their nets because they caught a lot of fishes. They caught multitude, sorry, that's the word, multitude of fishes. And immediately, Peter knew it was Jesus. And began to pull off his clothes and run towards him. There are a lot of you that you and I, there are a lot of things that you and I are not supposed to struggle with. 
It is because we go without the Lord. I want you to make a declaration loud and clear. Lord, I will, if you will not go with me on this one, I will not go. Declare it. Declare it. That project. Mention it. If you will not go with me on this one, I will not go. If you will, if you will not go with me on this one, I will not go. In Jesus' mighty name. There's a very interesting story in Matthew 14, 28. <laughs> Matthew 14, 28. Some people wanted Jesus to come for their service. And he said, okay, you guys can go. I'll join you. He thought he was going to pray for one hour. But eventually he had to spend more time fellowshipping with God. To the extent that before he got there, both services had already closed. When he got there, he found out that the service had closed. And immediately he stepped out. That was when he stepped on water. He stepped on water and began to walk. Because Sadducees believe that it's only ghosts that, that, that walks on water. He began to, everybody started, they didn't recognize, everybody started saying, ah, he's a ghost, 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 he's a ghost. And Jesus said to them, fear not. And Peter said to him, if it is you, truly, bid me to come. And he asked him to come. One of the things I learned recently is that Peter didn't walk on water. Peter walked on come. Peter didn't walk on water. He walked on calm. He walked on that invitation. <laughs> you want to do something? You are not waiting to hear from God. Who are you? Who are you? A lot of things that God has not commanded us to do. Brothers and sisters, you can walk on water, breaking it down. You can do unimaginable things if God has commanded you to come. Even when Peter began to sink, <laughs> when he looked at the boisterous wind, Jesus picked him up. But guess what? He didn't pick him up to the boat. He picked him up and by himself he walked to the boat. I prophesy to you, you will walk again. Amen. I say you will walk again. Amen. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Every calculation of hell has come to nothing in your life. In the name that's above every other name, you will walk again. Amen. So Peter said to him, if it is you, I'm not sure it's you, out of the many people there, people like Thomas, I'm sure Thomas will say, ah, eh, come where? They play, just they play. Nebo. Bible says, those who know their God shall be strong, and they shall do 
exploits. I pray for you that after today's service, you will not only do exploits, you will do great exploits. In the mighty name of Jesus. Wow. I have to jump. Verse 3. Let's do verse 4 and we'll, we'll end it there. Verse 4. So when he went with them, and when they got down to his verse 5, as he was cutting down, the iron axe, X axe head fell into the water. And he cried out and said, Ah, it's not for me, I borrowed it. An axe head is a metal thing with a wooden, is a metal thing with a wooden handle. They had to patch the metal to the wood. If the axe fell to the ground, they could have just bent down and pick it up and join it back. But he fell into the water. What does that tell you? Number one, what would you do with the wood if the metal has fallen inside the water? Some of you, some of us, used to live our lives in partnership with God. But it's no longer there. It has fallen inside the water. Do you know that this body that you are gymming, this body that you are making up, this body that you are putting designer on, do you know it was borrowed? The real self, like I told us two or three weeks ago, (laughs) the real self that you are, is hidden. If you lose this body, the man on the inside will have to go to where he belongs. The gift that is making you proud was borrowed. There was a very rich man in Lekki. I know the children. The day they announced that that man died. The man, I won't mention the name. So they knows him very well. Became a senator in Ogun State. About some Jordan Alaima breathing space. That they must repatriate him to America. They must take him back to America to go and answer drug crime. The day he died. I was just imagining what the student will be doing. Some will just, the day they head, before they start their own cry, maybe they will just rush into the bedroom and break safe first and secure something. <laughs> because it was a large family, it's a large family. Some, maybe if it's all, the, all his wristwatch collections, they can, they can hold on to. Let him just even secure it first. Because we are talking about a man who is a don. You don't even know whether he had the wheel or not. Jazz flying around in the house, all over the place. 
But guess what? All of those things are borrowed. None of it is going anywhere with you. The day God says, time up. That's just what I want to buttress. There's no self-made person on it. Because what you are brandishing about was borrowed. And when you're about to leave, you can't live with those things. You leave them here. If it belonged to you, you should have left with it now. So, the enemy covered the axe. Axe head in water. The enemy covered what gets the job done. That's what gets the job done. Without the axe head, the stick is useless. He covered it in water. The enemy covered what gets the job done in sand. And the prophets representing God asked, where did he fall? If you check the scripture, 2 Kings 6, verse 5. 3 there. Where did he fall? That was the first question. Breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. If you don't know where you lost it, you may not recover it. That's why investigative prayers they are very important. When it was was it when I began moving with some friends that I lost it? Those are some of the questions you need to ask yourself. Was it when I started living on social media that I lost it? At what point did God become something else to me? At what point did I become a normal Christian? If you interact with me outside of church, if I'm comfortable with you, you know that I I'm a normal boy. But one of the things you can use to scam me and get money, especially from me, easily, use the name of God. I will drop it. So forget all this grammar, all this... Maybe the name my parents didn't name out. For me, it's Odik. <laughs> but when it comes to that name, ah, the name of, I will, ah, because I don't even believe I'm even giving it to you. At what point did God become Igba Kole to you? At what point did you start hearing the name of God? You, know, you are not even feeling anything. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. As you pray, the Lord will show you where it fell. Amen. The question you should ask yourself as you go home, where did it fall? I think that's the highlight of today's service. Where did it fall? My prayer life, where did it fall? <laughs> Some of you started life by hearing God. You don't hear God anymore. Where did it fall? Some of you used to pray for your pastors. 
You don't tell him. You don't come watch it. Let them do their own. Let me do my own. No, no, no. I can't keep my. Where did it fall? Some some started by praying, but they have become too busy to even pray. I told us the other time. I said, don't let some of these things that God Himself blessed you with job, money, status, promotion. Don't let it be the reason why you now be too busy for God. He asked him, where did he fall? First, Second Kings 6 verse 6. Where did he fall? The Bible says that in the end time, the love of many will wax cold. It's not something that happens abruptly. It is something that happens quietly. Suddenly, you have a mindset. Ha! They're just deceiving themselves. Who are they fooling? This, 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 this. <laughs> when people like us preach and say, pay your tithes, it's your obligation to God. Bro, hey, baby. By all standard, measure it. I'm a big boy. I don't earn a dime from the church. If you doubt, check head to toe. I don't do basic. So when we tell you pay your tithe, it's for your own good. You think, ah, maybe some of you think, ah, maybe pastor is looking for, eh? Ask yourself, where did he fall? I pray for you that everything you have lost, you will find it in Jesus' name. There are a lot of people in church listening to me today. What gets the job done for you has been taken. They are thinking they are still the same. Whereas what gets the job done has been taken. Please stand on your feet. I pray for you. In the name that's above every other name. Whatever it is, God has his finger on. God will magnify it in your sight. You will not disappear like a smoke. Everything that the enemy has budgeted will happen to you. Will not happen to you. I don't care if it fell inside water. I don't care if it fell or even inside fire. I pray in the name of Jesus, you are coming back again. Isaiah chapter 49, 19 to 20. Isaiah chapter 49, verse 19. The Bible says, For your waste and desolate places and the land of your destruction will even now be too small for the inhabitants. 
and those who swallowed you up will be far away. I pray in the name of Jesus, those who have swallowed you up will be far away from you. Amen. The place you are calling big will be small for you. Amen. The Lord will enlarge you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I decree restoration for you. Amen. I pray that God will restore you again. God will bring you from the back to the front. Amen. God will turn everything over for you. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. God will make every crooked path straight for you. Amen. God will make every valley exalted for you. Amen. God will level down every mountain for you. Amen. Go ahead and just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Seal it in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Go ahead and just pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Shakata broko sotoria. Malika tusko ligede boko shantaria. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Speak to him right now. Wherever he fell, Lord, help me to locate it. Whatever work gets the job done for me, whatever he fell off, help me to locate it. For some their creative thinking ability has fallen. They don't even know where it fell. Whenever it fell, Lord, help me. Help me. You are the God of restoration. Help me to locate it. For some, their conscience has fallen. They don't even know where it fell. Help me to locate it. Help me to find 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 it, Lord. Help me to find it. Help me to find it. No one like you, Jesus. No one like you. No one like you. Is it? No one like you. No one like you. Are we my own? No one like you, Master. You're the God of everything. No one like you. You're not a man. 
the God who opens door, no one can shut. You're not a man, oh. You're not a man, oh. You're the God of everything, no one like you. Yeah. 